Hello, my name's Jonathan Riley. Today I'm going to talk about my work experience uh, as a writer, how I developed my skills, and uh, what I've been doing recently. And hope this gives you more information about myself and that whoever really watching this or listen to this, they find the information useful. And this information can even be used to actually inspire yourself or to uh, help build your own portfolio and skill set. Because as a writer, or being a writer, uh, there's a peripheral of skill sets, there's a peripheral of goals. It's just a question of developing the skills and your own writing niche as well. Uh, as a writer, I'd say I've been a content writer, copywriter. Uh, I would say a copywriter, that's more to do with the marketing size of writing. It's doing the writing, the sales by writing. So let's say you've got a page, you have a landing page, you have an online page, and that page has got to generate uh, so much revenue. Let's just say a page is worth £500 or £10,000, whichever it is, depending on the traffic and the scale of the SEO. As a writer, you write up the content, and that content on that page will generate revenue. You'll either do it in bulk, or you do a lot of articles that generate loads of revenue, or if you do one, a good SEO, there's a good viewership, sorry, established audience, that'll generate a new well through uh, things like uh, affiliate marketing. That's like uh, a good example of this would be Amazon, Amazon affiliate marketing, or setting up your own uh, t shirts websites, which a lot of YouTubers do, a lot of podcasters do, they sell their own t shirts, sell their own mugs, just to help generate extra revenue and cash because the subscribers. And the ad revenue, it may be inconsistent, or it could be that uh, a particular brand, a particular podcast, uh, is not good for actual marketing as well. Just because when it comes to marketing, uh, more people are more on the left side of marketing, people are more left wing, not, not left side of mine, but more left wing, uh, they will not buy products if they're for moral reasons, but if they're on the right, they'll keep buying your products. And also, I think as well that women control 95% of household spending uh, varies just because at the moment there's changing demographics as well. It's happening because people in the West, well, I say the West, uh, most of Europe, um, around the world as well, places like India, China, definitely Japan, the United States to a lesser extent, they're not having kids. Our people are moving together a lot later as well. But then the average age of marriage now is around the late 20s. Sometimes even early 30, depending on what statistics you look at. And that affects household spending. And there's new markets now trying to cater to single men, single women. Uh, another funny, fa another fact I learned because I did a, uh, a marketing qualification, a little term digital marketing, uh, understanding why people buy products, why people the way that they do. I did that for about, I did, I did that for a year. So I, I got really glued in understanding marketing. And, uh, like, I didn't know this, but I want a lot of, um, um, when women buy products, they don't like people spend better sun behind, which is, is a given, but they don't like people behind them, or they go down as well. And also, there's more women now buying uh, male underwear, but it's more comfortable. Uh, I don't know the difference between men and underwear, like, female underwear, because I don't, I don't wear women's underwear. And like I said, it was part of the, it was part of the, uh, it's part of the cost. It wasn't one exactly like um, hunting for it. It was just a part of this understanding marketing to men and to women. 
Like, for example, there's a growing trend now of men buying makeup and women's clothing. Uh, also, it's all, it's, it's, it's all the endocrine slight. It's, it's how the dynamics are changing. Society now, if you look at, um, if you're going to sit down at a uh, place in park somewhere in the West, it's very liberal. You see these uh, images, sexual images of men or women, and they do this to actually cause sex cells. So people, people, particularly men, are visual, and it sells the products. And uh, as society got more and more um, liberal in that sense, it no longer works as much. That's why you see like celebrities trying to do more and more, more and more outlandish stuff to help generate products and sales. It's all very. Um, it's all, it's all very fascinating as well. I mean, uh, I usually did some work so even like with sales as well as like uh, there's there's the manip there's a sale uh, there's a sales tactic there. I kind of got a bit sidetracked, but I thought I thought they might and why people buy products. Why do they do what they do? For example, if you speak to somebody, if you get them to say yes repeatedly, yes, 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 they're more likely to say yes again as well. Fine, so fine stuff like that is very. Uh, it is. It is very. It is very interesting. I believe the actual book is called "Why We Buy" by Akio Underhill. Akio Underhill is again. It's a very interesting book, and I do strongly recommend it as well. I also recommend Seth Godin's with his marketing. We bring forth the strategy of the purple cow. Uh, sorry about that, I just got some room with the screen colour. Uh, my apologies about that, I've uh, fixed it, I don't know what caused that, but yeah. But the uh, book by Seth Golden, this is marketing, that's a very interesting book as well. Uh, it talks about how products need to have adaptability, and that it needs to be able to um, fit the actual, uh, the, the overall, the, the, the product's got to be able to be like, continually attract the audience. So he uses them of a purple cow, but after a while, you might end up seeing the same stuff all the time, or it no longer gets ignored. So buy something that's unique, something that's useful, and something that's adaptable. So as a writer, it's usually, sometimes they work with UX designers as well, to actually develop the content on the screen, so it's better to be used to actually read. And as they update the website, try to make it more, uh, so it's easy for people to use, and that gets more people actually going onto the website. Uh, writers, we do something similar as well. Now, uh, I'll try to get more, it's part of my, more, more of my knowledge experience. But I think it's very, it's, it's all very interesting just because, uh, from my experience, it's uh, writing, uh, marketing, copywriting, the sales aspect of it as well, and also working with UX designers and that side of the team. So, time is it's, uh, in intersectional, it interacts with other members as well. So it's all sort of related, especially now in this more uh, workplace where companies need us as writers to do more than one task as well. So you're not just a writer, you can also be doing graphics, uh, you can do in design, uh, you can be doing uh, stuff like the computer side of things. Just, it's just it, there's a, a need for a more universal writer, people with more universal skills, because it's a competitive workplace. Now. Uh, as myself, how I developed my skills, uh, I started in late 2020. Uh, I started off in actually door-to-door -door sales, customer service. And uh, as we were doing that, I was thinking, we've got to be a better way of doing this. Because 
why would I talk to 120 people a day? I aim to talk to 120 people a day. And this could be done to, which is obviously, it's, it's, it's marketing, but at the time, this was in September, and I didn't know anything, I really know anything at the time about sales, about marketing, and about writing. So from the, I looked into writing, looked at the Southside Reading books, did a few online courses in copywriting, just trying to learn about the industry as well. Uh, for example, whoever's reading this, usually most people doing freelance work, sales work, anything sort of more commission based. The usually don't last any more than five years, just because stability and it is uh, it can be hard to break into as well. Uh, like the moment stuff. So I joined Offline Cosmetics as a brand partner, and that was working doing writing for social media. Working as a social media influencer, doing makeup tutorials, uh, doing videos, Facebook primarily. And also, did it was also partly a not to door sales role as well, also sales online. I did that for 12 months. Uh, the reason why I left that position was just because uh, I don't have a passion for makeup. I don't wish to apply makeup to my face, uh, do makeup videos, my heart uh, and soul was just really in that frame of work. I missed it for the experience. Uh, in the, uh, just to say that I've done it really, because to me, uh, that position, it was very much uh, underpaid. I didn't really agree with some of the structures of it. So I stayed there for my 12 months to contract run out. and then looked for something else, but I did uh, I did take a lot of information on that as well. I also, whilst I was doing this, I was also doing my marketing copywriting qualifications as well. Um, what else to do? Right. Also, in that same year in 2021, as well, because it was from the original contract was from November 2020 to November 2021. So, then July, June, July, and August, I worked for a company, a startup company called the Successful Mindset. Uh, they are still active. Uh, the goal of that organization was to um, try and um, Sorry about that, I just uh, looked around for a second then. Um, the goal of that company was to try to actually um, improve companies' development, improve in-work, tackle in-work stress, tackle in-work efficiencies. Because originally they primarily worked with the NHS. They also did some work integration as well whilst I was there. So it was all like, it was a combination of roles. But there was more of a goal, not exactly move away from the government services, move away from NHS, move away from integrating people, or moving to the United Kingdom, just because the team that I was working with, that I've been, they are, they've told me straight up that for the NHS, uh, the government know what's wrong with the NHS, the NHS knows what's wrong with the NHS, there's just no willingness or any cultural willingness to actually change. Um, and uh, as for integration, they're just telling me that a lot of these communities, I'm not going to mention the community just because. Uh, don't know who's watching this, they might say it's racist or anti, anti um, whatever it is, but um, but they said that uh, you always deal with the grandparents because you've got a generational families living together, and that's going to make them more conservative, and they're not going to be willing to, well, they'll integrate, they'll integrate at much lower lengths, as it looks so right, because rather than taking the two or three generations, it might take four generations, because they're all living together, and they'll be sharing the same culture, same belief systems, and won't be adapting to actually the more liberal life in the United Kingdom. Because in the United Kingdom 
in the uh, it really began in the 18th century i would say maybe a bit far because of the protestant revolution but i'm trying not to get it really began in the uh, 1750s with the romantic uh, writers and then more moved towards atheism in the preceding centuries and also a society becoming more rather than collectivist becoming more liberal and that uh, this led to the development of the liberalism which we have today uh, i'm really pushing over things we just let you know that the society we have today doesn't come from a bubble it doesn't come from nowhere it just it was developed over time it was grown and uh, today predominantly in the western europe it's a uh, society it's not not really faith-based uh, the same thing happened to the united states as well i'm not saying it's bad i'm not saying it's good i'm just saying that's what happened and that the countries where there's ultra conservatism attitudes to women attitudes to sex when they come over this country there could be a bit of a culture shock and uh, when government tries to actually develop them to develop them or try to help with the integration there's unwillingness to actually confront this this kind of uh, social development because different nations develop on different bases not all good not all bad it's not meant to judge it's just it is what it is it's same with the nhs as now and as well as a different outlook just because that was the um the culture in the nhs the culture the note of the problems were there just wasn't a willingness to change because they didn't want to rock the boat that's why we moved to more of the private sector and that's why for them i did work on hearing disabilities like dyslexia dyspraxia people are neurodivergent and i found that work to be very rewarding I was contracted within just three months, but I enjoyed it. Uh, they did tell me before and that it would be just three months, it wouldn't be extended. So that was just, that was just the way that the contract worked. And uh, again, I, I learned a lot from that experience about writing, copywriting, doing work for the... I had to write documents that I sent toward the CEOs or people that are making uh, over £45,000 a year. They must stay with the kind of people that access un income actually could buy the services i also had to design a strategy for people with autism sometimes people with autism they don't have the i'll say it's not that they don't have the social skills just that they haven't developed the social skills so i would think of temple grandin because when she started out she was very robotic the way that she spoke the way she looked at people but she learned to do the social cues like look, give people appropriate eye contact don't just stare at them like this because it just it, it, see the way i'm talking now i'm keeping my eyes like this really really wide but i'm not really like um the expression is wrong if you can see this if you listen to this by audio so there's, there's those kind of elements as well and the ability to actually um because I, i've i've um I've worked with some, I, I know it's a bit autistic, and it's not that they can't necessarily, some of them can't feel emotions, or short, they just have problems showing and expressing them as well, and sometimes social media and phones, that's a little way of escaping, but the way that I said, the way to, to resolve this problem, is to have them come in, do the work, show they can actually do the work, and then they can get the, the job that way. But again, something like this, there's some drawbacks just because uh, if it's more of a communication role, you need to use these people skills, the, the, which which is essential. Now, somebody might not yet be able to do this. 
that there's a good, then again companies now there's a conflict of interest there's a conflict there which you have to be careful of because if we're into some companies when we say the problem with your system that could mean somebody could get fired or it can make them scared to actually want to do anything because from what we've said from my, from my experience the people and companies don't like change because change means risks and i've known this from my own personal experience uh working out for being in the workforce that there is uh, for some people there's an element of fear and uh, again don't try not to use the word because it can change because it can scare people so there's that as well and again that is an example with temple grandin because she develops uh slaughterhouses was that when she actually came in she tried to bring change but you change in a way that didn't scare people off and she found that to be very effective and that, that was that was a similar sort of thing to what we were doing as well but i'm saying it at the end of the day is to try to meet the client's needs understand the needs of the clients and understand like where does our remit begin where is it where does it end what are the actual uh, power and authority because Again, that's why they moved away from the NHS integration, just because there were problems there, there were possible solutions that they never want to be addressed. And uh, again, they were, they were telling me about this as well, and they just said, uh, "Don't really, don't really mention it. I'll bring it up," which is uh, a big deal. That, that, that was from the experience. Uh, I also had the contract with uh, Dilemma three months as well. There we have worked on landing pages, doing SEO, the keywords, um, and writing a way that would be good for uh, looking at what reading on your phone, reading on tablet, like, which is the three lines, keep it no longer than three lines, the words if you can, and space out the words so it's easy for people to read uh, online on the screens. And keywords that were slight save we're doing something like uh, digital marketing strategies for young people and that was what I did for them as well I also did work on investing for a place called Jigsaw Trading how to use their services how to actually invest in stock and uh, what's I also did like, like what is a stock uh, what is uh, index fund and the risk involved as an element of emotion uh, I'm going to go into more investing and stocks a bit later in this uh, video just because um something something like is more of a it's part of a skill set of to do my writing i'm just going to it uh and this is more going through my uh work timeline and the experience i got from them as well uh, i also did to work for what called arcadia for arcadia that was doing more of an essay format using the associate best writing style it was supposed to be them it's supposed to be more academic Academic style writing, which I have experience from my uh, three years at university, four years because it's from 2014 to 2018, but it's actually three years, it's just, like, it's just over four years, but three years modules, well, courses, it was free, but from there as well. So I did I work for them for uh, two months as a volunteer writer just to develop more skill, more experience. I've also um, I also worked as a news writer for him as well for an online news website called Pigeon Week. For them, I did articles on investing, personal development, uh, culture, gaming, and uh, 
and it's writing as well and also his history writing arts and history like the origins of the kings and queens of england uh, kind of thing like why is the uk called the united kingdom that history culture business sort of like robert kiyosaki um mindset like his, his philosophy as well he's a, he's a bit of a controversial figure in business in business circles because of his investment strategies uh, i've also written for a couple of magazines as well Written for history on the net. I've written for uh, history is now. I've written for I'm writing for, currently for Sabrinite. That's as a art and culture, arts and culture uh, writer. He's talking about what art is. Uh, but one I did a piece recently on uh, the Chinese New Year. And why is that different from the Western New Year? Is there any differences? I'll talk about the calendar as well, the Julian calendar. The Julian calendar was developed by Julius Caesar. And the Gregorian calendar was developed in the 16th century by a Pope called Gregor. I just can't remember the exact number because then the number of Popes, like Joe, Pope John Paul II or uh, uh, Boniface VIII. The, but yeah, uh, so uh, I, did, I did that as well. I've also did this work on mental health for the zero uh, eighty seven recovery diaries, talking about people's mental health journey, how you can recover from mental health. Because, for example, as human beings, if we see, if we spend too much time looking at screens, they can cause some sort of depression, and they are very addictive as well. Uh, do with this when Steve Jobs, when the actually people developing the apples, the iPhones, that kind of technology, they know actually know how addictive it was, or they believe they knew how addictive it was. It's a bit uh, controversial because we're not actually know. But it says a lot that people actually design the mobiles and work on those kind of systems, don't let their own children use them. So that's a big, uh, big, big giveaway. So again, so we just start simply uh, going outside for a bit, doing some exercise. Um, I rated my own mental health struggle as well. Since I uh, was in a bad way for a time and how I actually moved for myself through exercise. I don't look at it on camera, but I do, uh, I try to go to the GOM at least twice a week. I usually aim for about three or four, just so I can keep myself healthy because being outside, because being on a on a screen writing for eight hours more hours at the moment i'm working remote so remote or working freelance or working organization and people move all kind of environments depending on the actual office culture but something like that exercising uh trying to go outside uh trying to start out your sleep and i think that's really helped me with my recovery as well and also the fact that i was actually during my time as a dog door salesman to help me to actually build up the social skills that I was lacking. Because uh, the only way to, to be succeed is something like that, you got to actually sell to people. That requires just developing those social skills automatically. And once being the strangers and mean different kind of people, it really, uh, really helped me that way as well. So I'm talking about that in the articles and how people can actually form different strategies to actually help them with their mental health. I also make the point that what worked for me or for other people may not necessarily work for yourself.
for the history side of things articles I've done. Yeah. I've done work on World War Two, yeah. yeah. Old War period, done medieval history. I've also done some work on motivation and self-development as well. It's also part of the 087 cover diaries, but this is for another magazine. This was as a gold striker, so you won't see them mentioned in the uh, actual links on my on my uh, LinkedIn page. Just because the ghost writer, it's for Plate Paul, embrace the suck. And for them, the keyword regarding the SEO was uh, embrace the suck. I'm talking about how that um, people in the military they have this philosophy called embrace the suck. On that. So they use this to actually uh, beat themselves up. That it could be harder. It's been uh, working that one uh, a couple of months ago now. So um, uh, the actual the details are a bit fucky. As uh, for myself, writing niches that I've actually done, uh, being in cryptocurrency, uh, investing, a uh, bit of demographics, history, culture, the arts, gaming, news writing. And again, I would say I'm very much a generalist, as in I can make myself an expert really quickly just by reading online articles and reading books. I always try to keep myself informed. I read books on marketing, I read books on writing, reading history, reading culture, but tons of audiobooks. And also investing as well. So I, again, I'm very quickly, I'm, I'm very quickly on fake. And uh, I also dabble in a bit of psychology, a bit of feminism, uh, a bit of evolutionary psychology as well. But for that, I would say it's very controversial, that subject, just because it can be used to actually uh, put down bumming as well. I don't agree with, but uh, naturally. But it just it says that men behave a certain way a thousand years ago. I mean, that must be how they behave today, and say the same, same for me as well. It's like, um, uh, so like I say, the reason why we find it hard to lose body weight because it was evolutionally adapted that we don't lose that weight. We don't know when the next meal is going to be. So that's why a lot of us uh, overweight just because of our genetics. We were form made it harder for us to actually lose weight as well. Abide with our modern diets, other foods, uh, the sugars. So there's that element there. So I just find that interesting. Like, why do we behave the way we behave? Uh, why do women prefer taller men? Uh, and why do uh, men like women with wide hips? That kind, that kind of thing. But also, like, why do I, when people go outside, you see the sky is blue, the grass is green? Why do we get a good feeling from that? Because it was more of our evolutionary environment. I think that's uh, that's that's interesting. I think it's been the field's been taken over by a lot of right wingers as well, like Ben Shapiro, Science Podcast. Uh, I think that's that's uh, tragedy, really, but it's it's uh, what happened. Uh, currently, I've written uh, for a few. Um, this is just brief something now. I've written for quite a few magazines, and I've um, currently. Right for a place called the Training Hub. That's doing online courses related to um, like looking after the elderly, capitas, looking out, looking out for child abuse, those kinds of uh, like slides. Uh, for them, 
I'm contracted, so I can say I can say what I've done. I can't talk about the details because those details are for the clients. Uh, I think that covers everything about myself. I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of research. I've worked in many, many niches. It's all. Um, it is it is quite a lot, but uh, I'll leave my um, which are, I'll, I'll, my links can be found uh, on the screen. So if you want any questions, it's all in there. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. And uh, thank you for listening to this. I hope it's okay. Uh, I'm recording this. I started recording this on the second of the first, and now it's the third of the first. 2023 so a bit uh a bit late now i'm doing this so please let me know what you think uh i apologize if this is a bit rambling it's because i'm doing this late and i've got uh, some work i need to get on in the morning as well and this won't get the time again so if there's any problem with this please let me know and thank you for giving me your time for listening to me speak i just hope there's uh no rambling